no, it, it's. Uh, th- I think that what we've spoken about before is that, like, I think that talking about culture is fine, mm-hmm. but making culture is what you want to be doing. Exactly. Right? And I think that, like Tramel says, like he's right. Like everyone's got to put their money where their mouth is. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that, like, the thing. But the thing is that I liked about about that that drew me to you guys and then I think why we became friends is because that's always been quite obvious in this part that there's like a sense of optimism. It's not mm. like a jaded thing where yeah. you're like, fuck this and this shit sucks and like, you know, I'm getting older and whatever. Yeah. It's like, where's the shit? Yeah. yeah. Like, where's the good shit? Yeah, we like, where find is it? it? Like, yeah. I want to find it and w- can we be part of it? Should we be part of it? Yeah, Let's yeah, talk yeah. about like what yeah. we can do. Um, you know, so, and that's what, that, and kind of that's, that's what it's about. And um, I think that it's really cool that, that this is like part of your broader artistic like statement. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. It's, it's like most people like, okay, here's my hot take, like post doing like loads, <laughs> do it. Of, loads of like <laughs> fucking interviews and shit like yeah. that, right? Is that you... As an artist, like when you put a record out, like reviews are like a thing, mm-hmm. right? And like, you know, like you do interviews with like journalists and shit yeah. like that. Now, I wanted to do this partially because of like our friendship, but also because like, I'm a fan of this and I enjoy this. So there's some things that I'm doing that's just like for me. Yeah. There's some things that you do that you do, right? Now, music journalism is one of those things where it's like, now I don't want to like, I don't know. I don't want to shit on like music journalists, right? Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) We shit on film criticism all day. All the good music journalists that I really love, like Joe, the New York Times, or like Laura Snapes, or Michael Hahn, all these people, they're kind of writers. That yeah, like, want to yeah. write books, exactly. End up do wanting to write writing books if they're good enough, right? Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, right. There's no famous music review. Yeah. Facts. There isn't one. There's no. famous pieces of critique. You know, you've got like yeah. guy, you've got like Frank Sinatra's got a cold, or like you've got like famous pieces of Or Mark Fisher on Burial. Yeah, yeah. Mark yeah. Fisher on Burial, you have like famous things that come through, but they're not p- more reviews. They're more kind of like, you know, exactly. like philosophies almost. Yeah, and, and it and it there is a sense of like the personal relationship the writer has exactly. with Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is with music journalism is that even with the internet, is that music journalism is a service. Right. Like when you had like linear streams of media, like you would buy a, I don't know, like a newspaper or a music magazine and the reviews would be like adverts. It'd be like, what are you going to spend your record money on? Mm. Like, and you'd yeah. read the reviews and you'd judge it based on that. Now, by the time you have to read the review, you've already got time to listen to the music and make yeah. your own mind up. So yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah. like it becomes just an exercise for writers to write, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. But if you're a writer and that's your art mm-hmm. and that exists purely based on somebody else's art that people right. care more about, eventually you don't want to be that. Yeah. I think I tweeted something and then I tweeted love it if we made it. 
because Love It If We Made It was a song that came out two years before that I'd worked on for like a year and a half that wasn't a tweet that I'd thought up in a minute. Mm. It was like the most cohesive thing that I had to say on that subject, right. Right. which was what people were asking me for. Yeah, And then I did that. And then people were like, you're trying to monetize the death of George Floyd right. for the half a half a half a half a pence you get from yeah, YouTube. Exactly. I was a bit like, what the fuck are you on about? Like, And I didn't run away. I was just a bit like, in that moment, I kind of realized it for what it was. You, it felt unhealthy. It, it, you know, it's not that it felt unhealthy. I just, I got the game. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. oh, there is no apology or there is no, you can't tweet enough stuff to make it right because that's not what people want. They're not there for you to make it right. They're there yeah, for you yeah, to yeah. continuously make it wrong. So I was just like, fuck it, I'll just write about it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I kind of like stepped away from it. And now people don't expect me to talk on those issues. People kind of give me the benefit of the doubt a little bit and give me a little bit more context. Yeah. Because, yeah, because it's a bit like, you know, I don't quite do what like Harry Styles does, like not to call out Harry Styles. I think that he's great, but like he manages to like say, like nothing. Exactly. Like that's, nothing. Like literally nothing. That's my sort of question, because like you get people like to like to me like an ideal would be someone like Burial who just drops an EP at yeah. the end of the year and like no, yeah, yeah, you yeah. just don't hear from him. There's the Mark Fisher interview and then that's it. Yeah. But then we're obsessed with people like Gallo who. I mean, he had a moment on Instagram where he was like d doing his T-shirts and all of this, and he's he's provoking and he has lots of opinions about lots of things. And it's a, the, the idea of like the person alongside the art, and like where is the ideal? Is it a constant engagement with the public and a provocation or conditioning? Well, this is the thing we were talking about. Like we'd watch videos or interviews of Hunter S. Thompson probably mm -hmm. more than we'd read a lot of the stuff in yeah. like Rolling Stone that he did. Like, like sometimes like like Burroughs is a figure. I'm probably more interested in than Burroughs as a writer. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Geisen as a figure, same kind of thing. Um, Basquiat as a person, way more than an artist. Um, but like, so yeah, I, I don't know. For me, like, like Nick Drake fucking died. Yeah. So he's forever interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there's yeah. like, there's in death, you have that. Right. But I feel like it becomes, I have a song called like Nothing Revealed, Everything Denied because it does become a bit like that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. where people just become, what I don't want to be is so quiet on what I actually believe that I'm allowed to be celebrated through association and projection so you stand me next to Demna Gasfalia and someone goes fashion icon. Yeah. Or right. you stand me next to Stevie Nicks on a red carpet and someone goes so great songwriter. Do you know what I mean? Like I I'm not really interested in association and those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people are now, do you know what I mean? Definitely. Like it's very like, you know, everything's very associative. I think the seventy five didn't really grow up in this scene that I'm so obsessed with because I've always really craved. Mm. we've always kind of been like kicked out of scenes to be honest with you like we've never really been allowed in scenes not right. to be like feel sorry for ourselves but we just never really fit in and then we never even fit in when we got big yeah yeah what's well, really good everyone this is the long-awaited episode with maddie healy 
of the Ion Pack. And this is no ordinary episode. This is a special film of an episode, what many are calling the being funny in a foreign language of podcast episodes. Maybe even the best podcast episode of the year, if I do say so myself. And let me tell you why. Because not only did Maddie hit the couch, but then we joined him and the band over in Lidditz, Pennsylvania to have the honor of being the first to see their show that they're on the road with right now, the 1975 at their very best, um, for the first time. And uh, attending rehearsal, getting on set, getting on the stage, talking some more. Then there's a part three where we go to Madison Square Garden and we talk even more right before the doors opened. Then part four is our after party, and there's footage of that as well, the 1975-ized. There's original music by George Daniel as well, never before heard. So all of that combines to make one special film of a podcast, and you can hear it, and more importantly, see it. Or maybe it's more important to hear it. Either way, you decide. But it's all there waiting for you at www.patreon.com slash theionpack. You're not going to want to miss this one. It's heat. It's all heat. Patreon.com slash the ion pack. You already know. Patreon.